the volume. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast, March 17th, March Madness, and a crazy trade just happened. I I had recorded a large percentage of the podcast because I was going to wait, you know, in case the Deshaun Watson news happened, so I was going to wait till like 8 o'clock to send it off to my guy, Mike Holes. But then, Devontae Adams happens, so I had to do a take on that. So I, you're going to hear, I have a, some Raiders thoughts later in the podcast about Chandler Jones. I didn't know Devontae had happened first, but it's all connected. I've given them credit. Incre- incredible move. I'll obviously start the podcast about the Packers, Devontae Adams, just pure insanity. Uh, and then, yeah, it was do football. I just read that Deshaun Watson is not going to choose for a couple days, so I don't have to wait. I'm going to send this podcast off. We're done. We're ready to rock and roll. And uh, subscribe to the podcast if you listen through Colin's feed on the 3 and Out feed. Subscribe separately to the 3 and Out feed. If you could, leave a review, Apple iTunes. Greatly appreciate that. Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram. Fire in those DMs, and I'm going to do a mailbag. We're putting it on the weekend now, so you can hear it. It comes on my feed Saturday. It goes on Colin's feed Sunday. Again, subscribe to my feed. Greatly appreciate that. So if you want to get in a mailbag, you want to get your question answered here on the podcast, slide into the DMs, at John Middlecoff is just my name. And yeah, anything else? No, I think that's just about it. Well, one of the craziest trades you will ever see happened just now. 
Obviously, if you're listening to this, you've seen it, heard about it, and been talking about it for the last 12 hours or whatever. Devontae Adams is going to the Raiders. And, uh, you know, the Fresno State connection is back together. Derek Carr will play with Devontae Adams. They give him a huge new deal. They trade a first-round pick and a second-round pick. I have two initial reactions after I saw it, let it process for a second. From Gudikins and the Packers' side. And listen, stories are coming out fast and furious that he was overplaying there, that he wanted to play somewhere else, that Aaron learned about it, that you know Aaron understood. That lots going on. I, I can't keep track of everything. I just know this. Under no circumstances, if I'm the GM of the Packers, if I'm the head coach of the Packers, if I run the Packers, do I trade Devontae Adams? I know he can threaten to not play on the franchise tag. I know he can threaten to not sign an extension. I do not care. I would not have done this deal if I'm Green Bay. Now, I understand paying your wide receiver and your quarterback $28 and $50 million is a lot of money. They are that good. And if we got to build our team like a basketball team, so be it. The Chiefs have done that. Those guys are good enough. But under my dead body, am I trading Devontae Adams? And if for whatever reason that I have to trade for Devontae Adams and my feet are pressed against the fire, And I I just feel like I got to do it. Once upon a time, I disagreed vehemently with John Gruden trading Khalil Mack. Who the hell trades Khalil Mack? He he at least got two first-round picks. Now, he stupidly, like, did this pick swap in the second and third round. We have seen in recent memory. Now, I understand Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams, and even Khalil Mack when they were traded for multiple first-round picks and twos. That, well, actually, Cleo was a three. Those two were two ones and a two. Were on their first big contract extension. So basically their second NFL contract. Devontae is on his third contract. This is going to be his third NFL contract. I would still view him like a player in his prime for years to come. So the bar has been set of what it costs to acquire a player of his caliber. A Hall of Fame talent. A consistent Pro Bowl guy. Jamal Adams overpaid doesn't fall in that category, but Khalil and Jalen do. To me, you can't trade him for this little amount. Because if you go, well, John, they had to extend him. Well, the Bears did too with Khalil Mack, and they gave multiple ones. Like, there is precedent under this. So, I, I, I just, I have a hard time comprehending trading one of the best players in franchise history in the peak of his powers, even if he's mad even if he's pissed off, even if he tells you he wants to leave. Rodgers did the same thing. You just proved last year that you have the ability, that you have the capability in terms of building, massaging relationships to figure this stuff out. I just saw it with Rodgers. You massaged it. You figured it out. And they just let this one go this quickly. Sometimes you got to take a deep breath. You can't let the emotions run super high in, in the heat of the moment. Hey, take a couple days to sleep on it. We're in no rush. What's the rush? The Raiders would have done this in two weeks. You don't need to do this right now. I I, I can't comprehend the Packers pulling the trigger on this. I, I don't care what Roger, or I mean, Adams had said to me. I don't care what his agent was telling me that he wasn't going to do. It doesn't matter. I, I, I would have said, fire me before I did this. For one first round pick, one for one of the best players in the history of the one of the most iconic NFL franchises, a great guy. Here's the other thing. Elite character, elite work ethic, obviously on the field. He's everything you want. Everything a general manager, the whole point of the draft is to find Devontae Adams and then keep the fucking guy forever. To find Tom Brady, to find Aaron Rodgers, to find, you know, Gronkowski and George Kittle and Micah Parsons. It's to find sweet players, whether it's the first round or whether it's the fifth. Once you get them, you never let them go. You, there's like four or five guys, if they're still in the peak of their powers, you hold on to. You sell, you churn the roster everyone else. You keep your core sweet guys, especially that are great guys. Great players plus great guys, what more do you want? You build playoff teams around them. As Devontae Adams, you've literally been the second best player in your team for the last three years. You've won 39 games. I, I'm baffled by that. And on the flip side, and I talk a little bit about it later with the Chandler Jones moves, is these Pats guys are really, really smart. Joe Judge, 
completely over his head. Brian Flores, people couldn't stand him in Miami. Patricia, toxic. Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, wheeling and dealing. Within two days of free agency, they flip Yannick Ndakwe, who never would have played for them, for Chandler Jones, because Yannick is, doesn't play the run, so the Patriot guys don't mess with that. They get Chandler Jones, who's a far superior player, and add up a corner, and they get Devontae Adams to go with their quarterback. Here's the other thing. They're going to try to get Derek Carr to sign a contract for not $45, $40 million. Ideally, they'd love to get him like in the mid-30s. It's easier to convince them to take less than market value when you go, see, when you give us a little wiggle room, this is what we're willing to do. We are willing to swing for the fences every single second of every single day. The best thing that ever happened to the Raiders is John Gruden, those emails happen. Since kicking him out of the building, they went on to make the playoffs. They landed two Pats guys, and now they got Devontae and freaking Adams and Chandler Jones. John Gruden wouldn't have this in the bag. So the, the Raiders went from, I, trust me, I, I had a front row seat for a long time. Dennis Allen, you know, it was an embarrassment. Now they feel like a real operation. And the AFC West has added Russell Wilson, Khalil Mack, Devontae Adams, The Chiefs are a powerhouse already. They didn't even really need to do much. This division is as good as it gets. Sometimes we hype stuff up in football. The hype is warranted here. doesn't get any better. When Derek Carr is the fourth best quarterback in your division, and it's a division with guys like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Khalil Mack, you just go through the names, Joey Bosa, Darren Waller. It's just stars everywhere. Now, the coaching, the one huge advantage in the coaching is I know for a fact that Andy Reid can dominate as a head coach. Nathaniel Hackett, never been a head coach before. Josh McDaniels, one time, ran out of the building in less than two years. Brandon Staley, you know where I stand. Question some things. Though their defense is dramatically better. So, on the field, these teams are stacked. Star play, impact, elite guys. But the coaching advantage still resides in Kansas City. And there's a wide gap. Now, maybe Josh is an awesome coach. Brandon Staley, I I watched him call defense last year. They got shredded. Now, they've added players. But this thing, you know, it's as good as it gets. Can't wait to watch. Herbert versus Carr. Herbert versus Russell. Mahomes versus them all. Uh, the, The drama. The... The... The storylines. The NFC West is not even close to. It's got way worse this offseason. The Cardinals got worse, and they got a quarterback problem. Seattle's a joke. The, the Niners have Trey Lance can be a starting quarterback, we think. I mean, Jimmy's still around. And obviously the Rams are still good, but they've lost some, they lost some players. They lost their left tackle. They lost their starting defensive tackle. I think they lost a corner. Um, so we'll see. The AFC West surpassed the NFC West and is now the clear power broker division in football, which I'm a West Coast guy, so I'm excited. I watch a lot of AFC and NFC West football. Those are I, I lean more NFC West football, but I'm going to you throw the Chargers on, you know, throw the Broncos on. I haven't been watching the Broncos the last couple of years. Well, the Broncos are must-watch. To me, Sunday night or Monday night football week one, if you don't have an AFC West matchup, you need to call me because I can set your programming. I would have like Raiders-Broncos or Chargers-Chiefs or Chargers Broncos. Like it's it's an easy one. This is a BP fastball. They deserve one of the primetime slots to start the season, especially with the Rams winning the Super Bowl. They get the Thursday night. So Sunday and Monday are wide open. I'd go AFC West. Let's dive into Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. And Doc Rivers said something a long time ago in an interview or maybe in a press conference and it stuck with me forever that your talent has to exceed your problems. And the moment your talent doesn't exceed your problems and your problems are bigger and worse than what you bring to the table, in pro sports, you're gone. They're done with you. It's easy to deal with a diva if he's LeBron James or Aaron Rodgers. It's another thing if you're a middle-of-the-road quarterback. And let's look at the Browns and Baker. And first and foremost... I have a lot of respect, and I've said this over and over, for all these young guys that come into the NFL and can handle it all. The pressure 
uh, winning games, the the fame, the money. It, it, I, I can't even imagine as someone who was pretty immature in his 20s and just didn't quite get it uh, relative to what I'm at now. I, I, I can't even, I can't fathom that. The pressure that the guys like Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert, uh, I, I think Derek Carr, even Jimmy Garoppolo, these guys for years in their mid-20s, they just, the money, it, it's impressive. I, I, I have a lot of respect for the guys that do it the right way, who are well-liked, even when they have flaws as a quarterback, but the team and their teammates and the building really respects them. Now, ultimately, maturity, listen, we, we all mature at different ages and at different stages in our life. But at the starting quarterback in the NFL, given the bar now, right, we had we had Brady, Manning, Breeze forever, and then we have this new crew of guys. Like, the bar's kind of set. Like, you know, like that's, that is what it is. Whether it's fair or not, that is the expectation to be, quote-unquote, a franchise quarterback, what it looks like on the field, what it looks like off the field, and let's face it, with that position, they are directly correlated and connected. When it comes to a front office, a general manager, an, an owner, how they judge you, how they believe in you, and the team, how you act on and off the field. You got a ball on the field, and then you got to act like the CEO off the field. Fair or not, that is the requirement. And as Don Draper once said, that's what all the money's for. That's why the guys want to be you, the girls want to be with you, and you have the biggest bank account because it's the hardest. It is the most difficult thing to do. Be a good starting quarterback. And then handle all that that encompasses. Now, Baker Mayfield went in a draft years ago with a guy, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, who are dramatically better than him. But you'd also say Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold that went a couple picks later, and obviously Josh Rosen, who's hanging on by a threat. He's not a scrub. But what Baker is, who's had one good season in the NFL, and let's face it, there weren't any fans that year, so it's a little manipulated, right? This year, he was injured, but I would say this year is closer to who he is than that great year that he had. Again, great would be strong. 26 touchdowns, eight picks. Like, I think it benefited a lot from the COVID season, the true one, where no fans were in, it was quiet. But one thing can't be disputed. When Chris Mortensen says they are looking for an adult in the room, they're basically calling you a slap. I, I I can't even imagine if that was said about me, how offended I would be. Anytime in, in my professional career, when I worked in football, and a scout, just like a player, when I was a graduate assistant for Coach Hill, when I worked with the Eagles, you get called out a lot. Criticism. I don't know what it's like if you're listening in insurance companies, you know, in, in financial companies, you're getting yelled at a lot. It's very contentious, which I, when you're getting yelled at, you don't like it. But if you react well to it, you don't hate the environment. I thrived in that environment in the sense that I can get yelled at and it motivates me. Now, I, I'm human when you're getting called, you know, it's not good enough. You start questioning, like, am I going to get fired? What's going on? It's intense. But if you can handle it, you can improve a lot. And honestly, since leaving the NFL, there are certain things that I'm on eggshells about, just basic email protocols when I'm emailing someone with business deals. I have to reread it 17 times, right? Because I was so terrified to do a bad email to Howie or printing stuff out in terms of the advance reports that have served me well since I've left. I matured a lot in the NFL that carried over to my 30s because of that environment. Some guys, and as a player... You can go two ways. You can either, some guys just come into the league ready for it all, right? You can coach me hard. I'll take it. I'll improve. That's, that's an outlier. Most guys improve. They get better with time. And they handle adversity. Or when people, you know, the front office talks shit about them, they handle it and, and get better. Well, I think the Cleveland Browns thinks that Baker Mayfield, one, is not good enough. And here's a simple reality. The people running the Cleveland Browns, not the owner, but the general manager and the head coach, they had nothing to do with drafting Baker Mayfield. So they have no connection. When you draft a player, you are connected to that player. 
And you can say, remove the emotion. It's We're all humans. Unless you're Belichick or Bill Walsh, most people hold on to a draft pick a little bit longer. Well, these guys didn't draft them. And then when they start watching the the off-the-field stuff, it's just a pain in the ass. One thing I question, too, is Baker now has been married for a couple years. Usually, if you're with the right woman, I've never been married, but I've been in serious relationships, they make you a better person. They make you actually easier to deal with in other environments. You should become better when you're married. So you have a guy that's married, and yet these people, now his play's not great, but don't view him as an adult. He's not 20, he's 26. Like, that's pretty telling. Like, to me, they are done with him internally. And I just think that Baker Mayfield, at this point in time, is not going to change. Like, he's been through the ringer now for years, and they still don't think he's mature enough. Like, more than likely, it's not coming. Like, he's had adversity. He's had bumps in the road. He's married. It's not like he's running around and screwing around with the boys. Well, maybe he is, but, I mean, he it's like his life, in theory, should be very well put together. Instead, he's demanding trades. They're saying no. It's just a disaster. And you get in the Baker Mayfield. One thing we've seen, you're in the Bay- Baker Mayfield business, and I was a huge fan of him coming out. And I, I, I disagreed with Coward. I, I, I adamantly did because I think Colin, I'm like, he's going to be Drew Brees because I thought he was so awesome in college. And when they took him number one overall, I'm like, this guy is going to be so accurate. It's pinpoint. The separating factor with Drew Brees was the person, was the maturity, was the intelligence, was the EQ. When all these guys retired over the years from the Saints, how they cried saying they didn't want to let Drew Brees down. So my comparison to Drew Brees is moronic because you can't separate the player and the person at quarterback. They're interconnected. And Baker, the person, something's off. And Collins should take a victory lap on this because he hit a home fucking run with the take. Because when, when, when Chris Mortensen, when Chris Mortensen talks, that comes directly. A lot of reporters get everything from the agent. The big boys, they talk to the GMs, the coaches, and the owners because that's where the real takes come. The agent, all agenda. The Browns have no agenda. They would die for this guy to be mature and die for him to be good. They don't want to be leaking that this guy's some slap, but that's the case. And when Chris Mortensen talks, that's where he's getting it from. So as of recording this, Baker's still on the team. Listen, they can say they're not going to honor this trade. I think that's more of an F you. You ain't dictating the terms here, buddy. We'll dictate the terms. Will we trade you? I think they will. But not because, quote-unquote, he wants to be traded because they don't want to see him anymore. They don't want him as their quarterback. And when that happens with a younger player who still, you know, he does have some talent, pretty telling. You you, you got your personality when you're around high-level guys, and I think Stefanski's a pretty solid coach. I mean, Andrew Barry's very well. I mean, these are Ivy League guys. It almost feels like they can't stand looking at the guy. Think of the way Tom Telesco talks about Justin Herbert. How Andy and Veach talk about Mahomes. I'm talking the person. How the guys in Buffalo or Harbaugh, they talk about Lamar and Josh Allen. Hell, even Jimmy and Derek. Guys that are have some flaws. And Derek's a better player than Jimmy. I'd say Jimmy, you know, regardless. Just how their teammates talk about those guys. Dak Prescott. It's like... They talk about the person first. Not ideal, man. Not ideal. Bet $5 to get $150. Start your bracket with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150. Instant bonus. Guaranteed. That's right. You get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How do you bet the bracket? is up to you. How can you choose the money line, the totals, the prop bets, and so much more? You can choose the money line, the prop bets, the totals. You can do it all yourself. Which team would you like to take a chance on? Me, I like Tennessee, I like UCLA, and I like Arizona. So I would hammer those teams throughout the tournament. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court. So you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. 
Join FanDuel today with promo code Colin. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. Guaranteed. That's promo code Colin on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. 
Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Another thing that's not ideal, and listen, I have been very critical of Russell Wilson because I just, I I don't do fake and corny stuff well because I I think it's all premeditated. I I feel it's very political. I mean, I, I can't even imagine being a politician. One, you just you don't make that much money, even though you actually kind of do because you get to do all the shady shit and get put on boards. But you just constantly, your opinions, you know, constantly changing. You actually don't have any conviction. You don't truly give a shit. Everything is just about what I have to do to get people to like me so they vote for me. Zero conviction. Like most of us in the real world, like we have conviction on things. And while our opinion, things might change, we're not just as the wind goes, changing our thoughts, right? We have some, especially if you work in, if you're got into sports, like you have some core values, those things stay with you. Like when I think you're a fraud or a phony, I feel like you don't really have any of those. And I think Russell sometimes when he talks, he just can be sound very phony. Though I will always, like I do think Russell loves football. I do think it means everything to him. I do think he does everything humanly possible to be a great football player. He's not, you know, he's never going to get in trouble. Like, I, I respect the player, and I respect the person. I'm not very religious, but I was watching some of his Denver Bronco, and obviously when his dad passed away, it's been a huge moment. Like, my dad passed away. Anytime you, you I, I have some shared experience with the guy. Like, I, I can relate to the power of that, right? And I do respect the player. I think he's a Hall of Fame level player. But as I've said over and over, I think he forced his way out of there. And basically over both press conferences yesterday, I watched Russell's and I watched Seattle's. And I watched Seattle and Pete be very, very defiant. Be very, very stubborn. Well, guess what? Most guys that are 70 years old that have been making $15 million for a decade and have $100 million in the bank are going to be stubborn. They're not going to be the most open to new ideas and changing their philosophies. Because their philosophies accumulated all that wealth. Their philosophies led to the national championship and the Super Bowl and the other Super Bowl berth and all the winning seasons in their mind, right or wrong. But I do, after watching Pete Carroll, who is not handling this well, who acted like you guys are crazy to think that we wouldn't trade Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, Pete, unless he's demanding that he leaves, which I, I don't necessarily think that he went like, in black Sharpie on a whiteboard in Pete's office, you have to trade me. And even they kind of admitted it was just kind of known. He wasn't going to sign an extension. It was probably time to move on. But listen, for as much as Russell wanted a new opportunity, and I'm pro new opportunities. I think it's very, very healthy. I think seeing new people, being around new people, new ideas is healthy for all of us, right? Anyone that's ever changed jobs knows knows that it's, I would say uh, motivating is probably the wrong word, but invigorating. It just adds some juice to your life, something new professionally. Uh, it's it can, it can be very, very healthy. And watching Pete Carroll, who's not into new, who's into doing it how I've done it, I get where Russell Wilson's coming from. So while I still don't love, you know, they ask him this legacy he wants to lead, and he says he's going to want to win four more Super Bowls, there's just a cheesiness to him that doesn't vibe with me. There is a star football player that I'd want on my team that vibes with me. And watching Pete Carroll, I understand I wouldn't want to be around Pete Carroll anymore if I was him too. Because I think there's a phony element to Pete Carroll. I think there's an element of like, Pete, do you even realize the way you sound right now? You guys are claiming that you like Drew Locke coming out of college. I would not be admitting that right now. You just traded Russell Wilson. Nobody on God's green earth that supports your football team wants you to blow Drew Locke in front of all of us. We don't we don't believe he's any good. Ultimately, you traded Russell Wilson. And if Russell Wilson is just solid, you're going to lose the trade. You're also 70 years old. Like, I, I honestly think Seattle's going to suck next year. I think they're going to be terrible. And ultimately, did this breakup have to happen? I understand why Russell wanted to break up. After watching Pete, I would have wanted a breakup too. I'm coming around. I get it. Now, watching the Broncos, I'm rooting for Nathaniel Hackett, bald guy. There is no lock that he's any good. 
you would say historically, new coaches, you know, probably under 50% that he's going to be any good. Now, he's inheriting a lot of talented players, and he gets to coach Russell Wilson. So he does get some advantages. But ultimately, he's a first-time head coach who's also going to be calling plays. There's going to be a lot going on. I just, I think that Denver, obviously, I mean, they probably should be a playoff team. Seattle is in major shambles. And honestly, their press conference was embarrassing. It, it, it really was. It was, you know, the whole thing. Like, they kept talking about, like, their philosophies and the guys on the team. It's like, guys, the only thing anyone cares about is Russell Wilson. Why did this happen? And I could see Russell Wilson was just tired of being around Pete. Because, and Pete even mentioned this, like, in college, guys are gone every four or five years. We're in the NFL. Like, let's face it. Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner, now Russell Wilson. Like, they keep having bad breakups with Pete Carroll. He doesn't have bad breakups. Andy. Andy breaks up with a lot of players. Feels pretty normal. Kyle Shanahan's now broken up with several players. Feels pretty normal. Sean McVay's broken up with some players. Feels pretty normal. He, a lot of these guys keep signing free agent contracts. They all value him. Not quite the way it feels in Seattle. You know, because they this lovey-dovey, you know, we're all best friends, competing everyone. Pete, you're a, you're a stone-cold killer. You will, you'll cut anybody. You literally have. Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman traded like just just I think he puts on this smile face so he can avoid being talked about like he's Belichick. Like and I'm not saying he's Belichick the coach. I just mean the way he thinks about football. So I watching Pete Carroll, man, I I, I gravitated toward Russell's side. I I I really did. A couple moves I wanted to talk about. One was really impressive and one I really question. For a long period of time. And they earned this. The Raiders were a joke. Al Davis's latter years after he traded John Gruden to the first several years of Mark Davis. They were a complete embarrassment. They just did dumb shit. They didn't win any games. And they just felt overmatched for the rest of the league. And then Del Rio kind of just stabilized them a little bit. But they still kind of had some Raider vibes to them. And then they got John Gruden, which felt like going to take him to the next level. And the reality of the John Gruden hire is it's one of the most underwhelming things we've ever witnessed because of the hype behind John Gruden. We thought he was going to come in, just kick ass, take names, dominate. That didn't even come close to happening. And then he gets fired. And then ultimately they made the playoffs. But Mark Davis somehow was convinced the guy in, you know, You know, Josh McDaniels put on some LBs over the years. Looks a little different. But get Josh McDaniels out of New England with his guy Ziegler, also from New England, and build like Pats with the Raiders. And as we've seen, I've said this over and over. Like, I even talked to a buddy recently that's like, man, I heard some stories about Brian Flores at the Combine. Not good. Saying over and over. Treated people like assholes. Matt Patricia. People couldn't stand the guy. Joe Judge, I don't have much inside information the way he treated people, but I just he was just a terrible coach. But like a lot of the Belichick guys are just overwhelmed, are are just mean. Uh, they try to be something they're not. And maybe Josh, just because of the separation now from the Denver period, and he brings this guy that he's known since high school, just are a little more stable and have some more perspective and are not out to prove themselves all or nothing every day. Like it's kind of a slow and steady race. Well, they made a move, actually several moves, that was like, that's just a high-level chess game that John Gruden and Mayock were not doing. You know why? Because they, I kept saying in the John Gruden era, his biggest downfall was not understanding value. Like, bro, you don't need to draft that guy at fifth overall. You could get him at 24. You don't need to draft Leatherwood at 17. You could have got him at 35. Like, this is a there's, a, there's the game that's played on the field, and there's the game that's played off the field. And honestly, John Gruden on the field wasn't that terrible. Off the field, embarrassment. Signing free agents in early in the draft. Hit on some late round picks, him and Mayock. But you make your money early in the draft, especially when you're drafting high. And I watched Ziegler and Josh come in and do this. Yannick Ndokwe was never going to play a snap for the Raiders. He does not play the run. And think about the Raiders like the Patriots. Doesn't play the run and is kind of a reckless pass rusher. So they flip him, and they sign Chandler Jones and get uh, the corner, Rock Yassin, who was once a really high pick. 
So they get Chandler Jones, who is a superior player to Yannick, who they know because they were around in New England and can play the run. And then they get this corner who they would have cut Yannick. They would have got rid of him. But they get this corner who has not played well. But, like, I like taking flyers on guys that were drafted high, especially at positions like corner, wide receiver, guard center, and maybe you can resurrect them. So that is the type chess moves that would never have been played the last four or five years on the Gruden watch. And I don't know how Josh is going to be as a head coach, but in terms of just running an operation, him and Ziegler, hat tip, very impressive little operation. A move that I don't necessarily hate, but I think was pretty bold. I am all for, and we're going to talk about the Rams in a second, say this all the time, being aggressive. Windows are short in the NFL. Guys get injured. When you have the opportunity to compete for Super Bowls, put all your chips in the middle of the table. Take big swings. Look at the Chargers. Went after Khalil, signed J.C. Jackson. Why? Their window is now. They have this young rookie quarterback who's on a cheap deal. Well, the Bills have paid their quarterback, but their window is now. They're right there. They were 13 seconds away from being in the AFC Championship game, hosting the AFC Championship game, probably beat the Bengals and would have been in the Super Bowl. Hell, they might be Super Bowl champs, and they know it. So they're just a couple pieces away. Most teams are not a piece away. For a long period of time, those Brady-Belichick teams were always like a piece or two away. It's always why they'd go get a Revis. They'd go get, you know, whoever, right? The Bills probably feel we're a piece away. And because of Buffalo, I don't know if it's regionally they had to overpay, but I'm all for them going to get a Vaughn Miller or Chandler Jones being in that market of getting a sweet defensive pass rusher behind it. Paying Vaughn Miller $51 million guaranteed, though, is pretty insane. Now, a huge part of free agency is supply-demand. Market value is driven up by multiple people wanting you, right? If you're worth $500 and two people want, you know, or let's just say this, you have something that's worth $500. Well, if one person wants it and he's willing to pay $500, the price is $500. Well, if two people want it and someone's like, well, I'll give you $575. And the other guy goes, well, I'll give you $625. Obviously, it just starts going up. No different free agency. So multiple people wanted Von Miller. His price went up. And let's face it, Von Miller should send a thank you letter to Les Snead and Sean McVay because if Von Miller's season would have ended with the Denver Broncos, he's probably getting half of what he got. But instead, he went to the Rams, was getting like a sack of game in the playoffs. Everyone's watching these playoff games, and his value went up because he is an all-time great player. But he's also going to be 33 years old, and they gave him $55 million. So now, when you're already investing this much in your starting quarterback, anything less than him being like a pseudo pro bowler and being healthy for your stretch run is a disaster. To me, the the risk is really, really high. It it really is. And this is a guy, major injury, tore his ACL once upon a time, and then two years ago had the major injury that knocked him out for the season. So you're getting an older player who has been multiple major injuries. I get the philosophy, and I appreciate the willingness to take the swing. I just think the risk level on this one's pretty high. Because when you 20 to $30 million guaranteed, no issue with those price points. Once you start getting $50, $60 million price points of guaranteed money, that, that is, that's what high-end guys get paid on their own team to get extended. They never hit free agency. That's what the sweet players get to get extended. I, I, I think the risk there is, if he's healthy, it'll be awesome. And you, you, and you could be like, John, isn't that, couldn't you say that about every guy? Well, yeah, but when you sign a guy that's, 27 years old or 28 years old, you feel a little bit better about his health than a guy, you know, well over 30. So Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, all in on Von Miller. Now, part of it is the leadership, the the resume. He brings a lot to the table. But so did J.J. Watt last year, and I think he only got $22 million guaranteed. The other thing is the L.A. Rams. As someone that just follows the 49ers closely and is like, what the hell are we doing with Jimmy Garoppolo here? You know, you could have used that cap space to go sign Chandler Jones. Like, let's take some swings here. Because again, the the time is now. No team, and I repeat, no team is more aggressive than the LA Rams. All of a sudden, you just look up and Allen Robinson, who is like, you know, a lesser Keenan Allen. But two years ago, in 2019 and 2020, playing with Mitch 
Trubisky caught 200 balls and 13 touchdowns. Guy can play. And you put him with Matt Stafford and now Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby and Akers will be healthy. That offense is prolific. That offense is going to be... They're going nowhere. And I think two teams... There were some reports about the one thing Tom Brady did the moment he resigned was basically become their number one recruiter. You know, the Tampa and L.A. are just operating like nothing less than a Super Bowl matters. They're operating like they're the L.A. Dodgers or the New York Yankees. And I appreciate that. And you can tell me, well, it doesn't always work. Well, it's working for those two teams because they've won the last two fucking Super Bowls. So, like, to me, like, we got to change. The prudent Bill Belichick philosophies that a lot of teams operate you know, it's one thing when you got Tom Brady. No one else will ever have a Tom Brady again. Tampa never will either once he retires. So you, you got like this new modern day NFL. And listen, I'm not random free agents just give them a bunch of money. But specific guys who you know can make an impact, quote unquote, overpay a little bit, is a good philosophy. That works. Because I don't care how many draft picks you have. We already know the hit rate on draft picks is 50-50 at best. If you have eight draft picks and four of them turn out to be good players, one's a pro bowler and the other three are starters, that's a hell of a draft. That draft is an outlier. Most drafts, you get like two starters. So the way these teams are operating, getting guys that you know that can play, that you know that can produce, and it's back to the Bills thing. Like My only issue was the amount of money, not that they acquired Von Miller, right? Chandler Jones, Yannick. I don't know if Rock, I haven't studied cornerback play. He clearly is an underachiever. But all these guys can play. Now, depending on the scheme and what you need him to do, but I know. I don't know. Kayvon Thibodeau might be a great player. Might be a bust. We have no... Aiden Hutchinson. I talked to a buddy the other day that's like, you know, I think he might be a little overrated. You can just... You never know. Tua was can't miss until we watched him play, and now he's a miss. <laughs> you know, or at least average at best, especially relative to the guy they passed on him for. I just, I would, if I owned a team, I would tell my GM, let's go after guys that we know about. Guys that we know in the NFL. Be aggressive. Now, don't be reckless, but be aggressive. Look, Rams, target Allen Robinson. The Eagles, target Hassan Reddick. Like, you just find specific players and put all your chips in the middle table, and you know that that's a plug-and-play guy. I, I, I like that philosophy. If I, I wish more teams would do that, that are good. I mean, some teams, now if you don't have money, like you don't have money. Chiefs don't have any cash. Cowboys are clearly experiencing what happens when you overpay guys. Like they're overpaid Zeke, overpaid Dak. Like you got to cut Blairs and cut Amari and trade Amari Cooper and cut Lyle Collins and, you know, you can't resign Randy Gregory. Like that's, that's what happens when you pay a bunch of guys a lot of money. When you pay great players, like, do I love paying $80 million total to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Like, yeah, it's probably a tough pill to swallow. But at least they're Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So I know every time I step on the field, I have the two best players on the field. So, free agency, man. It's just not many great players, but the few. I, I just don't think enough teams were all over. What a week. I, I'm, I'm honestly a little worn out. It's been just... And I'm just talking about it and watching it. But free agency, you know, they say the NFL's king. What do they say? Uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Well, the NFL's crown's pretty big. So their head is heavy because they're running this, you know what. NFL's in charge. They're setting the tone for pro sports in America right now. What Russell Wilson, Khalil Mack, Devontae Adams, I'll enter the AFC West. Wow. All I can say is wow. Have a great weekend. Middlecoff Mailbag be out this weekend at John Middlecoff. And uh, talk to everyone. Um, talk to everyone later. Peace. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel every weekday. Our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets 
including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tag Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 